This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. We, today we talk to this winner, today's winner, in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Vanessa and Tim Luke farm near Crane Valley, about 140 kilometers southwest of Regina. The Wheat Growers Association raises an alarm about federal proposals for farmers to cut fertilizer use by 30% as an environmental plan. Real Agriculture talks with the Flax Council of Canada. We chat with the crop specialist in Outlook about seeding progress. And we have the latest feeder cattle market update from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A farmer from Crane Valley is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Crane Valley is about 140 kilometers southwest of Regina. Vanessa and Tim Luke are today's winners of a great meal from Peg's Kitchen, Tim Luke says seeding is progressing well. We're seeding around 3,000. Do you have any pasture or is it a mixed farm? Yeah, it's a mixed farm, yeah. yeah. We have about, uh, about 1,000 acres of grass and pasture and hay, yeah. And how dry is it this year? It's, <laughs> it's dry. It's, uh, we got a little, we got a couple shots of rain came through yesterday, which was really nice to see it settled the dust down for about a half an hour but what we have got planted so far in that it's germinated and it's starting to stick its head up how far progress have you made in seeding uh we're about three quarters done and what are you seeding this year uh we have canola in lentils derm and uh some turkey for green feed did the dry weather force any changes to your seeding plans this year no no pretty much pretty much stayed the same what we usually do just keep the rotation if we wouldn't have got that late snowfall on that the canola acres probably would have changed to what uh probably would uh probably went went to a barley or barley or cereal probably when do you hope to wrap up well if if this rain that they're calling for wasn't coming it would be in the next couple days but i'll gladly gladly take a few days off for moisture so we would have been done later in the week here and that but Probably middle of next now. But you're sure looking forward to the moisture if, if it does come? Yeah, <laughs> if it does come or not. I kind of quit uh, watching those weather apps. and that. It's, they, they get your hope up and tear your heart out in the same day kind of a thing. So it's when it falls out of the sky, I'll, I'll believe it. Yeah, I don't blame you. What the, What's your thoughts on grain prices and livestock prices right now? Uh, the, the grain prices, I see they're starting to... I see the canola is starting to go down because they're forecasting this rain, but I'm I'm impressed with the prices right now. It's it's good. It's the input prices have climbed too too with it. The cattle prices 
I I haven't really followed the market too well lately, so I really really don't have too much of a comment on that one. One final question: What impact has COVID had on you and your farm? Parts, parts uh, getting. Sometimes some stuff will break down, and you'll go in, and you think it'll be a quick order, it'll get there, or and it's well, it's it's going to take a while for the trucking companies to get it down. It's I've just noticed the parts have been a real big, real big issue with since COVID has been around. But the social distancing, I haven't really noticed that too much. We're kind of we social distance all year, anyways, farming and ranching. Vanessa and Tim Luke are today's winners in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. The farm is at Crane Valley, about 140 kilometers southwest of Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is expressing great concern about a federal proposal to roll back the use of fertilizer by 30%. Wheat Growers President Gunter Yoakum says Ottawa made the environmental proposal without consulting farmers or even Fertilizer Canada. You know, when we first heard rumblings of this, we thought, well, it won't be a reduction of actual tonnage of fertilizer, but rather a, a reallocation and how we use fertilizer and really targeted uh, use of fertilizer. But it appears that the government is not interested in that. They're interested in actually, if you've been buying 100 tons of fertilizer for your farm, now they want you to reduce that by 30%. And well, that kind of boggles the mind because, uh, you know, we we need the fertilizer to feed the crop. It, it's like telling people, well, you've uh, you've eaten too much. You need to reduce your uh, grocery bill by 30%, except not the bill, but actually the amount of food that you buy. Uh, you know, that it just doesn't work that way. And the, our crops need the nutrition in order to gain the maximum yield that we can get. And it, it flies in the face of everything this government is, is trying to do as far as uh, boosting ag revenues, boosting what happened to the report that said we need $75 billion of exports, we need to get to that level. That can't be achieved when we reduce fertilizer use by 30%. Yoakum says the federal proposals are designed to reduce greenhouse gases. I think it, uh, it has everything to do with uh, greenhouse gas reduction. And so they are forcing the ag sector to achieve their greenhouse gas reductions through, through less use of fertilizer. That, that's how I understand it. it. The whole thing is pretty vague at the moment. I mean, it's not based on any science that uh, they pull these numbers out. It seems like they're trying to follow the European or the German model where they uh, are trying to implement something like that as well for their farmers. And I know farmers over there are up in arms over that as well. You know, I'm, I'm all for uh, targeted use of fertilizer, uh, using the fertilizer in a way that we, uh, that we get maximum benefit from it. And, you know, use uh, 
soil maps and uh, all our data we have on our fields to apply fertilizer where it's needed and not apply where it's not needed so much. So, I mean, farmers are ready to use science, to use the data we have to apply fertilizer properly. And, and we can achieve those reductions that they want by uh, utilizing that knowledge. But the government says, no, 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 no. We just want you to buy 30% less fertilizer. Where you go. And, and that just doesn't make sense. It's, it's not based on any science at all. Fertilizer Canada used some modeling software to determine how a 30% reduction in fertilizer would seriously affect the producer's bottom line. They are estimating that a, a 30% of absolute emission reduction for a farmer with 1,000 acres of canola, for example, and 1,000 acres of wheat would have a tremendous impact on their profit. It would re- be reduced by 38000 on the canola side and 40500 on the wheat side annually, every year. And those numbers are, are crazy. Like, who wants to take a pay cut like that? Nobody. And it doesn't make sense. And it would really not do much as far as greenhouse gas reduction. We're much better off utilizing that fertilizer in the proper way, uh, putting it where it's needed, and let the farmers and the industry and our scientists, agronomists decide how best to use the fertilizer. Don't let a bureaucrat decide, hey, you guys should use 30% less fertilizer and that's it. You know, just buy 30% less and you're good to go. It doesn't work that way. Yoakum would like to see more of a focus on the 4R Nutrient Stewardship Program. Absolutely. You know, that's just uh, one of the ways to use the, um, our nutrients properly. You know, uh, you just go through that 4R Nutrient Stewardship Program, and it, it, it's part of that science-based approach instead of the uh, bureaucratic approach. Yoakum says the fertilizer reduction plan is in its early stages. No, it, it's not happening imminently. It's in their long-term plan, and I think they want to achieve that by 2030. So it, it's in the early stages. But, boy, we have to, as farmers, we have, to, we have to be vigilant. We have to be at the table here negotiating this because the way they are trying to implement this now is would be terrible it would be detrimental towards uh farm families and and uh, across the nation it, it would be terrible and and it would be awful for the whole economy canadian economy it, it's just a lose 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 proposition gunter yokum is president of the western canadian wheat growers association Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. 
Hey, Kara Oosteros here with RealAgriculture.com. I am here today with Wayne Thompson, who's a Chief Executive Officer of Flax Council of Canada. How's it going today? It's going pretty good for a feeding day. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So first off, the Flax Council of Canada is, uh, you guys have recently announced that you're seeking new memberships. Can you elaborate on that for me? Yes. So the Flax Council of Canada went through a process of consulting with current members and stakeholders in the flax industry to determine the need for an organization like the Flax Council of Canada. And the comments we received back was, yes, there is value in an association such as the Flax Council of Canada. So that gave the board confidence to proceed with developing a new business plan for the organization. And through that process, we came up with the business plan that is going to focus on market access issues at this point in time. So obviously right now uh, there is a little bit of growth in the flax industry. I mean, the, f- the flax price itself is fairly competitive this year if you look at markets. Uh, where, where's the flax industry at right now? Are, are you guys seeing that growth across the board? Yes. I mean, you, you're right that the price of flax has been very strong this last half of the winter and into the spring. Uh, the demand around the world for flax is continuing to grow. Uh, The flax market in China is still very strong. Of course, we have competition from the Black Sea countries, uh, Russia and Kazakhstan, with China based on their proximity to the market. At the same time, the U.S. market has been a continual strong market for us. The demand is still there for Canadian flax. And the nice thing for us has been the uh, increase in sales to the European Union market over the last couple of years as uh, our quality and business relationships are strong with the European buyers and that's resulted in a small shift back to Canadian flax. So when you're looking at uh, a trade across the world, it's obviously a big part of the flax industry. What sorts of barriers are you guys looking at right now when it comes to trade? The market access issues that we're looking at right now do pertain to sometimes the residue limits, uh, but mostly around cadmium and cyanogenic glucosides in flax. Uh, there's a couple markets that are concerned. Uh, we, we have the research and the data to show that it's not a concern, but we have to continue to work with those markets, explain to them how Canadian flax is safe, and continue to break down those barriers so that we either grow those markets or bring those markets back as Canadian buyers of Canadian flax. Absolutely. And and when you're looking at uh, market access, obviously, you know, Richardson's withdrawing back in 2018, obviously impacted the flax council. What, what sorts of things have you learned from that? Well, we learned, that, again, going to the current members and the other stakeholders in the industry, that they still value the role the Flax Council of Canada can play, whether it's interacting with the federal government uh, on trade issues or it's working with uh, foreign countries that we need to engage with and educate about the safety and the quality of our Canadian flax. 
is the industry still suffering from a hangover from Triffid? Is that still an issue when it comes to market access? Not with market access. It's not. It, we farmers have done a very good job of cleaning up Triffid from the system, and we do have protocols in place for the countries that require it to test for Triffid. But the the concerns about Triffid are not as significant or as common as they were 10 years ago when we definitely were dealing with the issue. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly sunny sky, wind west 30, the high 20. Showers beginning overnight, the low plus 5. Thursday, showers, wind northeast 40, gusting to 60. The high tomorrow, 8, the low 0. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 5, the low 2. Saturday, cloudy, the high of 9, the low 3 degrees. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 10, the low 6. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 12, the low 6. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 14. Normal high for this date, 20 degrees, the normal low, plus 5. The sun rose at 5.05 this morning. It sets at 8.45 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot this hour, Yorkton at 18. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 8. Estevan is 16. Saskatoon, a chilly 6. Swift Current 11, Weyburn 17, Yorkton is 18. In Regina with sunny sky, it's 15, that's 60 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 34, gusting to 49. Humidity is 32%, the barometer rising 101.4. Sunny and Moose Jaw 15, winds are from the west at 35, gusting to 48. Once again, Regina, sunny and 15, that's 60 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Seeding is estimated at 60 to 90 percent complete in the Outlook District, about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. Crops Extension Specialist in Outlook, Kaylee Kindrachuk, says some farmers have paused seeding plans to await more moisture. So around Outlook, we're probably around that 60 percent completed, but around the whole uh, Outlook region, anywhere from 60 to probably 90 percent. We have heard of some producers who have finished, but then there's also some producers who have paused now to wait for some moisture before they continue seeding. So is it pretty dry then, I take it? It's very dry through most of the region, yep. Have many farmers uh, delayed seeding until we get some moisture? 
There's been a few that have. Um, some producers got started fairly early this year and took advantage of the moisture that we did have. But of course, the later we waited or or the later we got into the growing season, the more it dried up. So there have been a few that in the last week or week and a half or so, they've paused on the seeding. How is germination of early seeded crops so far? So, so far, so good. We've seen some germination, some good-looking crops coming up so far. But, of course, we do need some more moisture to, to see that through for the rest of the year. Any insect pressures yet? Not so far. I haven't found any diamondbacks in any of my traps so far. So, that's, that's a good sign this year. And there's expected to be or forecast to be some moisture this week. Looking forward to that, I take it. We are all looking forward to that, and I hope that everybody receives some. Any change in seeding plans, other than, of course, the delays, and I assume that's mainly for canola? Yeah, so that's where we're seeing most of the the changes. So we saw the, the pulses in the cereals go in first, and then as we got into seeding, producers were either going to be seeding their canola or they were maybe going to either hold off or change that up into seeding more pulses or cereals. It's really dry, just wishing everybody a safe seeding season. You know, there's fire bands everywhere. Just be safe. Kaylee Kendrachuk is the Crops Extension Specialist in Outlook. That's about 235 kilometers northwest of Regina. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Feeder cattle prices were reflecting lower prices across Saskatchewan this past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says pressure from higher feed costs pushed feeder cattle prices lower. Well, we saw the prices, the cash prices move lower again. So the largest price decrease we saw for the feeder steers was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those guys went down quite a bit at $15 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $237.67. But we didn't see such a big decline on the smaller end. So the only smallest price decrease week over week was in the 700 to 800 pound weight category. And those guys went down just 55 cents per hundred weight to end the week averaging $195.70. And we look at the 800 to 900 pound weight category, they ended the week with an average price of $179.30 per hundred weight. When we look at the feeder heifer prices, they saw a similar story. And so the largest price decrease we saw there was again in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those prices went down $9.46 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $199.04. The smallest decrease we saw was in the 800 plus pound weight category with those girls going down $2.56 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $158.75 per hundred weight. And what were the factors pushing down the feeder cattle prices? So we saw another quite a large jump for feed barley based on Lethbridge. That price went up, so that put pressure, and then our dollar's also going up. It settled at, you know, 0.8258 cents as of Friday against the U.S. dollar. And what were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 5,927 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. That's down quite a bit from 10,738 head the week before, but it's pretty close to the 5,742 head that were marketed during the same week in 2020. And what happened with market-ready cattle prices? So they actually went up. So we have good news there. The price for Alberta-fed steers was reported at $163.43. So those guys went up $1.83 from the previous week's price. And the price of D2 slaughter cows also went higher with prices going up $0.82. 
And so they ended the week averaging $97.07 per hundred weight. The D3 slaughter cows saw a bigger price increase of $1.15. And so they settled the week at $84.25 per hundred weight. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell $24.10 at 8.50.57. Number one red spring wheat went down 609 at 291.04. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $290.27. Feed barley, 294.68. Flax, 712.63. Lentils, 770.50. Oats, 209.53. Yellow peas, 383.70. Feed wheat, 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are down 24 cents at 6.90 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 18th. The market had picked up a couple cents again. Barbecue season is here. D1 and D2 cows sold from 93 cents to $1.03. D3 cows sold from 80 cents to 93 cents. Counter cows sold from 60 cents to 70 cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.12 to $1.30. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.35. There weren't enough steers to establish an accurate price quotation, but there were a few heifers. 500 to 550 pound heifers averaged $1.69 and sold up to $1.80. 550 to 600 pound heifers averaged $1.63 and sold up to $1.78. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, this is for both SIG4, the Brandon plant, and BP4, the Moose Jaw plant. Today's quote, $231.99 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Perry Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg and SMHI. Municipal Hail Insurance, three tiers of stackable hail insurance. Contact an agent or visit us online at municipalhail.ca. Storms are unpredictable, municipal hail isn't. I have more details on a beef survey conducted in part by a Dalhousie food professor. Beef is still king among Canadian consumers with 92% of Canadians are beef eaters and 65% consider themselves to be regular beef consumers. But the study also showed that younger Canadians are looking for different sources to get their protein. Professor of Agri-Food Analytics at Dalhousie, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, explains. There are clouds on the horizon with the younger generations. Now with the X's and the boomers, I don't think, I mean, the commitment is pretty solid for the rest of their lives. Uh, but the younger generations are influenced by, you know, factors like uh, environment, like health, uh, animal welfare, and the one that has creeped up 
for this particular survey compared to other surveys we've done in the past uh, is is price. Price is really uh, up there, uh, almost uh, equal to to health concerns. Charlebois says the beef industry is not in trouble, but needs a good messaging campaign on the benefits of eating beef. On the markets today, the TSX is down 80 points at 19,426. The Dow has fallen 206 points at 33,853. Oil is down $1.84 at 63.66 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 14 one-hundredths of a cent at 82.75 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.